We are I. Why are your body and your mind so accepting? Now this this topic I guess could cross a vast amount of different topics and networks and ideologies but in in retrospect to when I started this podcast thinking that why do we accept and why are we so willing to accept forget and let go? Like I know that there's certain religions and philosophies that tell us that like that's the best thing that we could do is accept, forgive, and let go. But the one oh, I want to phrase this just right. The one element of my life that I continually come back to, and I'm posed with this with multiple people all the time, and I've been inundated with it for the last 20 years. Whether you were five years old, or you're 50, you're 27, you're a man, you're a woman, you're fat, you're skinny, you're an endurance athlete, you're a strength athlete, no matter what it is, there's this one element where we all collectively come together, whether you want to or not. Because the one thing with accepting, forgiving, and letting go, it's really easy to hold moral, ethical, and philosophical grudges. So I feel like that is... It's the one thing where we can't all find common ground because it's really easy to be able to hold a grudge. We all know this. But the one place, the one element of life where we all can, no matter who you are, something I've seen again repeatedly for 20 years, is exercise, fitness. And I say this in relation to, I've heard everybody saying, I've seen it like with my own kids, I've seen it with my friends, my family, colleagues, clients, and everything, that we all fight exercise fundamentally in our minds and in our bodies for the first 10, 20 minutes. Always. Everybody. There's no way around it. You can't. It's this whole experience behind warming up properly. And people have continually asked me over the course of my entire career, how long should I warm up for? I'm like, well, how am I supposed to tell you? And they're like, well, you know, like, you know, you're this professional, you have all this experience, you've trained all these people in yourself. And I'm just like, well, yeah, but only you have that answer. You can bestow that answer upon yourself. And this is a part of my industry that irritates me the most is when people tell you like they have these answers. You know, it's like the whole like everybody needs to drink eight to 10 cups of water a day. It's bullshit. Everybody needs to sleep eight hours a day. Complete bullshit. Everybody needs to eat three square meals a day. Complete bullshit. Everybody needs to be on the same paleo or ketogenic or carnivore or plant-based diet. Complete bullshit. It's the same thing with warming up. It's complete bullshit. There is no five minutes. There's no 10 minutes. There's no run to warm up, stretch to warm up, bike to warm up, row to warm up. There's none of that shit. None of it. Is simply moving your body more than what you're moving your body now for a period of time when your mind and your body will tell you and they'll say, it's time to go. You'll start to get a little antsy. You'll feel it. You'll feel warm. You'll feel like you want to do more. 
you'll feel like there's a next stage that we should be getting to. That's the amount of time that you should warm up. I always tell people, sometimes I'll warm up for two minutes. Sometimes I'll warm up for 10 minutes. But your body knows, your mind knows, everybody knows this. And this correlates directly back to what everybody knows about fitness is your mind will fight it for the first 10 or 20 minutes every single time. Your mind will continually tell you because your mind is telling you like, hey, this shit is stressful. Let's stop this. There's no point in you doing this. Like, yes, we have the ability to do it, but like, whoa, whoa, we're getting a lot of resistance here. This resistance is not good because let's not forget, exercise fundamentally at the beginning is not good. It's the result of exercise we get that outweighs the negative at the beginning. So you can argue that's a two to one or three to one on the back stretch. That's two or three times more beneficial on the back stretch than it is the detriment on the body at the beginning. But don't forget, you're tearing your muscles down. You're beating your joints and your ligaments and your tendons and, and everything down. Like you're taxing all your energy systems in the body. You're creating inflammation. But on the back stretch, it's two or three times more beneficial for you to be able to do that. And I know through experience that all of us fight that until the mind is like, okay, we're just doing this. I got to change the way I look at this exercise right now. I got to change the way I look at this physical activity because there's a certain element to this that's just not stopping. It's the same thing with lifting weights. You know, you just don't fundamentally get stronger for no reason. It's creating a consistent demand for more strength than what you have right now. That's why you have to keep lifting weights. That's why you don't lift weights a few times or for a year or two and you forever have those results. Because you need to keep on creating those demands. For the body to be like, okay, like I need to get on a different page here because the page that I'm on right now, like I'm holding, it's like something is being held back. I, I need to do more. And that's the common ground that we can all find. We all fight that. Because you need to forget about fighting it. You need to forgive yourself that you're putting yourself through this. You need to have the, need to have the willingness to want to let it go so you can break free. Because once we get past that 10, 20 minutes, oh, that's where the glory land over there after that 10, 20 minutes, that's where it exists. That's where it lays. That's where we all get to. And sometimes when we get into that glory land, it's like a desert. Sometimes we get there, it's like a mountain. Sometimes we get there and it's an oasis. When it's that oasis, that's when the stars align. And that's why we all keep coming back for that moment. And why did it happen that time? And how can I mimic that result again? And how can I get that to happen more frequently? But the one thing that nobody will ever be able to tell you is why that oasis exists and why it happens when it happens. But we all know that it will if you stay consistent enough. And if you look at that in regards to life, how easily that transfers into friendships, relationships, work, business, everything. There's no different to every single one of these different systems that we have in life. The one thing is we can all immediately do it when we walk out the door and we decide to physically tax our body. Because unless if you're just willing to absolutely quit, if you walk out the door and that first five blocks of that walk sucks, it eventually gets better. If the first two, three K of that run sucks, it, you eventually get in your zone. We're all there in all different regards. But that's just like life. But why can't we draw that same comparison? 
of how we treat ourselves, where we're at in our own minds and what we're willing to be able to do to be successful in that moment when we decide to be able to push the limits a little bit. That's the common ground. That's where we all can get back to. And we used to have that. Everybody used to have that. When we were in the smaller towns, smaller cities, little tribes, no matter what catchy phrase that you want to coin to those smaller groups, we all had to be more physically active. So we all kept coming back to that same ground. Whether you were in a wash basin with a washboard scrubbing clothes, whether you were a blacksmith pounding out swords, knives, and horseshoes and bowls, whether or not you were a wood carver, whether or not you were a builder or a farmer or anything, Life was physical. Every single day, life was physical. And we all had that to come back to because it was like every day it was ingrained into us. Seven days a week, it was ingrained into us that we needed to be physical. And we would eventually get past the mediocrity in our mind that we created. And then it was okay. And we just did it. It was sustainable. So we leveraged that every single day. That point, we leveraged every single day. But now like 90% of our population doesn't even have that, but it's all instilled inside of us. We're not flexing that muscle every day. We're not sharpening that sword every day. As a community, as a society, as a group of people, only not just for the value of to ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally, but to the value of that we are a better person for everybody. I know I'm a better person to me. I know I'm a better person to you. I know I'm a better person to everybody around me when I prioritize taking an hour out of my day to be able to tax myself in any kind of way, physically. So what are you willing to do for yourself? Are you willing to be able to do that? Because there's benefit not only to you, there's a benefit to all of us, right? Or am I wrong? (laughs) 